welcome back to your brain uncovered today in this episode we'll be talking all about emotions and i'll be explaining and breaking down to you how you're not really at the mercy of your emotions your brain just creates them so uh first of all how about we ask the question what are emotions emotions are guesses there are guesses that your brain constructs in the moment where billions of brain cells are working together and you have more control over those guesses than you might even imagine um we all know what prediction predictions are right they're basically the way your brain works it's uh business as usual for your brain predictions are the basis of every experience you have they are the basis of every action that you take in fact predictions are what allow you to understand the words i'm speaking as they come out of my exactly mouth so yeah predictions are primal they help us to make sense of the world in a quick and efficient way so your brain does not react to the world using past experience your brain predicts and constructs your own experience of the world so the way that we see emotions in others are deeply rooted in predictions that's how they correlate so to us it feels like we just look at someone's face and we just read the emotion that that's there on their facial expression just like we read words on a page but actually under the hood your brain is predicting it's using past experience based on similar situations to try to make meaning this time you're not making meaning of blobs you're making meaning of facial movements like the curl of a lip or the raise of an eyebrow and that stone-faced stare well yeah so the lesson here is that emotions that you seem to detect in other people actually come in from what's inside your head and this is not only true in uh, well in this situation but also in classrooms in courtrooms and in boardrooms all right so here's a concern you know tech companies uh such as google facebook etc they're spending millions of research Uh, millions of dollars on research trying to build emotion detection systems they're fundamentally asking the wrong question though because they're trying to detect emotions in the face and the body but emotions aren't there really physical movements have no intrinsic emotional meaning we have to make them meaningful i mean a human, a human or something else has to connect them to the context and that makes them meaningful that's how we know that a smile might mean sadness and a cry might mean happiness and a stoic still face might mean that well you're angle like angrily plotting to demiss to demiss an enemy but now if i haven't gone out on a limb i'll i'll just edge out on that limb a little further and tell you that the way that you experience your own emotion is exactly the same process your brain is basically making predictions guesses um that it's constructing it's constructing in the moment with billions of neurons and working together to form a particular experience so now your brain does come prewired to some feelings but only simple ones and they come from the physiology of your body so how do i put this into words um when you're born you make feelings like calmness and agitation excitement comfort or discomfort but these simple feelings are not emotions They're actually with you every waking moment of your life. They are simple summaries of what's going on inside your body. Kind of like a barometer, but they have um very little detail and you need that detail to know what to do next. So, what do you do with these emotions? And how does your brain give you that detail? Well, that's what predictions are for. Predictions practically link the sensations in your body that give you these simple feelings with what's going on around you in the world so that you know what to do. And sometimes those 
might construct emotions. Okay, so for example, um, you know where you, when your stomach starts churning? I mean, it occurs in very different situations and it can have completely different meanings. Um, so if your brain were to predict a churning stomach in, say, a hospital um, while you're waiting for test results, then the, your brain will be constructing dread or worry or anxiety. And it might cause you to maybe wring your hands or take a deep breath or even cry, right? But the same physical sensation, the same training of a stomach with a different experience can lead to different emotions, such as when you see a cookie. I mean, you don't feel anxiety when you do, do you? I don't. <laughs> so the lesson here is that emotions which seem to happen to you are actually made by you. You are not at the mercy of mythical emotional circuits which are buried deep, like deep inside some ancient part of your brain. You have more control over emotions than you think you do. I don't like... I don't mean that you can just snap your fingers and change how you feel the way that you would, you know, change your clothes. But your brain is wired so that if you change the ingredients that your brain uses to make emotions, then you can transform your emotional life. So if you do change those ingredients you use on a daily basis, you're basically teaching your brain how to predict different, um, how to predict tomorrow differently. And this is why they call you the architect of your own experience. That's why they call a human being the captain. What is it? I read this in The Alchemist. Was it? Oh, yeah. Master of his own fate. Captain of his soul. Something like that, right? So, yeah. Um, that's exactly why. Uh, and all of us, we have had a nervous feeling, for example, before a test, right? Some people um, experience like crippling anxiety. They have like test anxiety. Based on past experiences of taking tests, their brain predicts like a hammering heartbeat, sweaty hands, so much that they're unable to actually take that test, especially us as college students. Um, and we don't really perform well when we do experience that. And sometimes um, so certain students actually ended up like failing their entire course and dropping out of college. But here's the thing, um, a hammering heartbeat is not necessarily anxiety. It could be that your body's preparing to battle and ace that test. Or, you know, give a, for example, if you were giving a talk in front of your class, it's, it's like a, it's your parasympathetic system in activation, uh, being activated. And research shows that when students learn to make this kind of energized determination instead of, you know, experiencing anxiety, using it in a proactive way, that determination seeds their brain to predict differently uh, how they react in the future so that they can get their butterflies flying in formation, you know? And if they do that often enough, they not only can pass a test, but it'll be easier for them to pass their entire course and maybe finish college, which can have a huge impact on their future earning potential, of course. And that's, by the way, emotional intelligence in action. It's when you use those negative emotions proactively. Now, you can cultivate this emotional intelligence yourself, by the way, and use it in your everyday life. So just... You know, imagine waking up in the morning. I'm sure you've had this experience. I know I have. You wake up and you're emerging into consciousness, yet you still feel this like horrible dread, this real wretchedness, and immediately your mind starts to race. You start to think about all the crap that you have to do and like that mountain of emails you have to reply to and the phone calls you have to return and like the, fl the, f like, the traffic that you have to deal with. And well... 
Oh God, what's wrong with your life? That's what you think. What is wrong with my life? That mind racing is prediction, by the way. Your brain is searching to find an explanation for those sensations in your body that you experience as wretchedness. Just like you did with um, with the anxiety when you're in a hospital, for example, or when you're facing uh, a test. But those sensations might not be an indication that anything is wrong with your life. They might have a purely physical cause. Maybe you're tired. Maybe you didn't sleep enough. Maybe you're hungry or dehydrated. So the next time that you feel intense distress, ask yourself, could this have a purely physical cause? Is it possible that you can transform emotional suffering into just mere physical discomfort? Now, I'm not suggesting to you that you can just perform a couple of jetty mind tricks and talk yourself out of being depressed or anxious or any other kind of serious condition, but I'm telling you that you have more control over your emotions than you might imagine and that you have the capacity to turn down that dial on like emotional suffering and its consequences for your life by learning how to construct your experiences differently. And all of us can do this just with a little practice. We can, we can actually get really good at it, just like driving. Um, at first, it takes a lot of effort, of course, but eventually it just becomes pretty automatic. Now, I don't know about you, but I find this to be a very empowering and inspiring message. The fact that it's backed up by decades of research makes me also happy. But I also have to warn you that it does come with some fine print because, you know, the more control you have, it means the more responsibility you hold. So if you're not at the mercy of mythical emotional circuits, which are buried deep inside your brain somewhere and which trigger automatically, well, then who's responsible? Who's responsible when you behave badly? Obviously, that's you. So not because you're culpable of your emotions, but because the actions and the experiences that you make today become your brain's predictions for tomorrow.